Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about AI video. And up to this point, it's been pretty primitive, but there's a lot of really big things happening right now. Um, Jaden, you have all the, the latest details. What do we got going on in the AI video world? Okay, so the thing that I have been the most excited for in AI and video, finally I got off the wait list, and I think it's actually just open. Okay, wait, I have to just like really quickly give everyone my bone to pick with all the AI companies, and that is that they all do this like, get on the wait list, and then like that means literally nothing because then they just like they just like open it up for everyone, so you get no benefit from being on the wait list. So to all the AI companies listening, uh, please let the humble people on the wait list get like a month early access so I feel special or something, but okay. Anyways, what's actually interesting here, and I want to, um, I want to talk about some of these really cool video projects, and I want to get Jamie's take on them because as everyone knows, Jamie here is the YouTube celebrity we're talking over 130,000 subscribers this man has been dominating the airwaves of YouTube for a long time so we, we got to find out right like would he actually use any of these AI tools on his you know on his channel so the first one is Pika it's the website is Pika.art um, I've been excited for this for a long time because it's uh, it kind of came out of nowhere and they had a really impressive demo video a while back so it looks like, is it available? You have access now, Jaden? Yeah, like I think everyone no. can. I think you can just go make an account right now, pika.art. Um, I've been waiting for that one. That that one looks really cool. Yeah, it looked amazing, right? So I was messing around with it, and I was actually very impressed. So I did a video where I said um, a podcaster that is a robot talking in a studio, and it like did a pretty decent job with like a robot in a studio. And so, like, sure, that's cool, but then the really cool part about this for me is that sort of like in Photoshop has some of these like AI features, but I, I drew like a gray box and selected over the robot and then just said like, make the robot red. And then boom, there was a red robot in the room. Really? Like, come no on, way. that's so crazy, man. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's a video. It's three second video. It's pretty similar to, if you've seen like Runway, you know that they can do the, the AI uh, video generated stuff. Um, anyways, would you ever use AI generated B-roll, for example, in your YouTube channel? Do you use B-roll? Do you only film your own B-roll? What does that look like for you guys? Yeah, that's a great question. So in, in the past year and a half or so, we've mostly stuck to, um, flipping reselling content, which I kind of miss the old days when we first started YouTube, I was a lot more into the cinematography, you know, we did slow motion B-roll and all that stuff. Um, we tried to do more of like the, um, inspirational, you know, talking head style videos, um, didn't really work out for our niche. So we're doing the side hustles now, but my creative brain really loves, uh, that the whole cinematography editing side of things. So I think if I were to start a new channel or if I had a different niche, I would absolutely love using these tools, um, because it really can, can get your point across no matter what you're talking about. You can use uh, animations and things um, just to bring more visual interest and engagement. So, but I am curious, was it in a similar style that the, the prompt you gave it was it in a similar style to the uh, promo video or what was the style like? Like what it actually spit out? You yeah. Mean? Like, like, is it all kind of look similar? To, I guess I, I'm, I'm hoping that this software Pika is a way for you to differentiate um, yourself um, but if everyone starts using it, then it'll kind of all look the same. So I'm just kind of curious what what the um, style was. Was it like more realistic or more animated oh, looking? I was impressed. I did a couple different tests, and I was able to get it to do um, uh, to do a couple different things. So 
you essentially can tell it what style. You can say cartoon, you can say ultra realistic, you can say whatever you want and it will generate it. So I think, I think like Pika, it feels like version one of mid journey for video okay. right now. And so I think over the, the course of this year, this will probably progress to a point where it's like where mid journey's at right now, which is like phenomenal, right? Mid journey yeah. six just dropped and it's like, it's, it's literally just looks like a photographer taking pictures of whatever you want, however you want. So I, I'm like very, very impressed with it uh, as is. Now, the thing that I'll say is for other people that have tried like AI generated video, like have you tried Runway? Yeah, is I think it kind of almost seemed more like stop motion, like it was putting together a bunch of different AI frames of art. Yeah. Is that? run Exactly. That's kind of like Runway I was much less impressed with, if I'm being 100% honest. And I actually did go back and try Runway again. And I'll say they have made a lot of improvements where it looks a lot more realistic. Um, but still, the big thing that I've noticed is Runway... Um, they do, it feels like the, the images are a little bit higher quality. So it's like, imagine like the image that, because pretty much a video is just like a hundred images, like back to back. And then there's like right. motion in them. So right. I think that Runway is doing a better job on the initial image. So I, I asked it for a podcaster as well. And it was like, the podcaster it generated for me is like, would be a great stock image um, podcast. Like if it's just like a picture pretty much. But when it does the motion, it's like, so like, you see like the skin like move weird and it's just like glitchy. It's just like, I'm like, well, I could never actually use that for anything. Like right. maybe if I try generating something a hundred times, one of them might be usable, but like runway, they don't have the motion very good to me. I mean, I, right. is that what you're seeing too? Yeah. Which is important. I think, you know, it kind of gives me the, like, yeah, like I said, kind of stop motion. Like it doesn't yeah. seem, it seems like you're flip doing like a flip book of pictures yes. rather than like a smooth motion, you know? So um, like a Pixar movie, you know, or something like that. So that's kind of, that's why I was super excited about the trailer for, for Pika labs. Um, you know, and I think it'll really kind of just be a next, next level, next step for, for AI video right now. There's some really powerful tools where you can, um, pull, you know, stock footage and then, you know, combine it with a script and that's, that's really powerful. But I kind of think this will be, you know, the next level, um, that separates, yeah. you know, um, yeah, so, so, cause like Pika, so when I was trying Pika, what I'll say is like, it seems like the image quality is a little bit like, it's like a little bit more, less detail in an image, let's say for example. So it's like, it doesn't seem a hundred percent realistic. It's a little bit behind on that curve, but the motion is like flawless from what I saw. Like hmm. everyone was just like moving in just like, like a video. So I'm like, I'd literally be more inclined to use a Pika video, even though I'm like, it doesn't look a hundred percent like, uh, is high quality, you know? Like there's not yeah. as, def as much definition in like the skin, for example, but like, but it looks like an actual person moving, you know? But yeah. And you had said, and I, I absolutely agree with what you said earlier about how mid journey was like that originally too. If you, if you wanted it to, to have a, a realistic portrait of a person, there was a lot of missing elements, um, you know, wrinkles and things like that, where now it kind of has grasped that and, and, and has grown. So yeah, like you said, it's, it's Pika labs version one, uh, you know, it's going to be crazy to see over the next year, you know, even the next versions they release. And, um, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Okay. So let's just assume that Pika or mid journey or one of these others, like get their, like, let's just say, uh, runway gets their stuff together or open AI comes out with video or mid journey comes out with video. There's so many options for like video, but let's just say one of these, whoever does it first, I'm not hundred percent sure. Pika seems like they're leading right now. 
let's just say they come out with a platform where you could very accurately, the same way Midjourney, you prompt generate me a video of anything and it can do it. What do you think the disruption would be for like video filmmakers and YouTubers and stuff? Like where do they currently have to go for stock Im mm -hmm. stock video? How much does this cost? Like, could you, how much could someone make if they, if they created really good um, B-roll like this and uploaded it somewhere else? Like, I don't know from, from like the industry, what have you seen here? That's a great question. So, you know, I think right now there's a lot of really robust uh, platforms to source stock footage from. Um, and so you can put together a really nice looking YouTube video from stock footage. I think where, where this, a tool like this is super powerful, uh, would be like for a company who's trying to show, um, their, you know, how their process works or, um, trying to generate like, um, you know, a story based around their product or service. I feel like traditionally you'd have to go to a production company who has to spend thousands of dollars for all their equipment, all their different staff members. And then also a, a big part of video um, creation is the editing and, and then um, using tools like after effects to bring all the graphics together and stuff like that. If you could just use a command to do that with AI, you're going to cut so much time and cost down in video production and you're going to have some really great high end looking stuff. So I guess that's where I see a lot of this, um, well, you know, you, you know, even in a bigger YouTube creator has, who has big budgets for graphic design and after effects and stuff like that, uh, they're going to be able to cut their costs down as well. And, uh, the, the teams will shrink, but the, the quality will increase. So what do yeah. you think about it? One place that I've actually seen this in the wild, like, like recently I've seen, I think it's like on Instagram, I've seen a bunch of ads where I'm like swiping through reels and there's ads that are, I swear it's been like a bunch of fitness apps. It's probably like leading up to it's like New Year's, it's January, everyone's like, you know, here's the new fitness apps, but it's literally like an AI video of like a guy doing push-ups, and I can tell because like one of his biceps like kind of like twitched <laughs> funny and stuff, but yeah. like, and I'm like, so like why would they, why would they like use that? Well, it's probably because the cost of getting an actual like fitness guy in a studio filming him doing push-ups, the cost is going to be like, you know, crazy where you could do it for like literally a fraction and free to do mm -hmm. this ad. And I've talked about this before on our last episode, but I really think one of the big strategies that AI unlocks is the ability to create a ton of content and see what sticks and what performs the best and then double down and do a higher quality version of that. So for example, if you're, if you're this app, you could create a hundred ad creatives. You're like, I have a hundred ideas, but there's no way we can afford to hire a hundred actors to, you know, uh, you know, a white woman doing pull-ups and a black man doing push-ups in like a dark lit gym. Like, like pretty much there's all these different concepts and ideas you can have. And some of them will just convert better. You never really know what converts best in ads, um, or really videos for anything, right? This, these are all algorithms. So you just make a ton of different types of content and you see what converts the best. So it would be very expensive to film like a hundred different, like commercials of different people in different locations. Right. But if you just do use AI, even if they're a little bit funny, you can pretty much determine which AI one does the best. And then you could go try to replicate that and do a bunch of variations of that with a real person if you wanted to double down on a higher quality budget. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm back, this is like five years ago, but, but even five years ago, if you wanted a high quality 
video for your company done, like a two to three minute promo video, you weren't getting out of that for less than $5,000. So, and yep. that's just the, the production side. That's not even including, you know, the creative. And then, so like you said, if you're going to try to test all these different ad uh, visuals and models and stuff, it's, it's impossible for, for any small business to do that. So yeah, it's going to open up a huge uh, window of opportunity. There's still going to be the need for that creative person, that marketing person, um, at the top at the company, but as far as all the production stuff like that, costs are going to come, come way down. So, yeah. And the reason I bring up like the AI generated ads and stuff and is because sure, I don't think it's going to like kill AI generated, like videographers and, and models and, and, you know, like actors and stuff, but I think it's going to dramatically cut it down. It's not going to disappear, but like if I can generate a hundred AI things and then double down on whatever one did the best, whereas before I might've made 10 in like, you know, I just had to do 10 with different people in different settings. Like, I think we're going to see like that where it's like a, a 10x drawback in how much, uh, in perhaps that industry and maybe the same way we'll start seeing with mid journey from photographers and other, other people. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, and I, I think we get to a place where like this AI generated stuff really takes a massive, it is a massive disruption to photography mm -hmm and cinema and you know, all of this kind of stuff. And I guess to you, Jamie, who at your heart, you're an artist, you're like, uh, for those that don't know, he's also a wedding photographer. They've been doing that for many, many years. Um, if you're getting married in Grand Rapids, you got to hit him up because <laughs> it's, the, it's the, you know, pinnacle of a Grand Rapids wedding. But, um, like, how do, how do you feel? Do you think that like AI is going to completely replace, like, do you think people are even going to get wedding photographers or do you think they're just going to get their face, take a picture and then the AI is just going to generate their, their wedding photos? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, I mean, like there's a part of me that's like, this is, you know, going to ruin art, but I, I really don't think, I, I think at least as far as the utility of it, it, it it's more, in my mind, kind of like what you were talking about, it's about conversions, um, creating engaging content. Um, but from an artistic side, I feel like still there's a human element that, um, you know, is missing. Like, I don't think, um, AI will ever be able to make like a, a Beethoven symphony, you know what I'm saying? But, but I think, um, for, you know, ad creative and stuff like that, it will, it's going to learn what converts the best. Uh, and so for businesses, it's super powerful from an art standpoint. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just, I feel like, um, there's always going to be a human element that it won't be able to replicate, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. No, I tend to agree with you. I think specifically,